Attention viewer, you are watching the world's biggest Monster Truck Diecast YouTube channel. Well, hello world and welcome back to the Monster Truck Collecting Podcast. Today, we are here for episode number 12, which is going to be half of Hot Wheels Monster Jam for 2007 uh, by executive decision. Phil decided we're going to cut the episode uh, in half because I guess we're going to go over our time limit, uh, which I didn't know we had until this episode. But I agree. Um, I have to cook dinner tonight, so that's a good thing that we're cutting in half. Uh, we're joined here with Phil, but RJ should be joining us at some point if he goes active again on Instagram. So um, expect RJ to join us at some point during this episode. But uh, Phil, we're just going to get right into it when you're ready, unless you have any pressing announcements that you'd like to make. Well, I just want to say, hey, how is everyone? Um, <laughs> There's RJ. There's RJ. RJ. Hi, RJ's here. What crew shirt today, RJ? Uh, the black one. I just got the black one. You, uh, why don't you tell me? I would put it on my other my my anyway. Yo, why uh, just go to slide. Um, we're ready, Phil. We're no, ready. Ready? Okay, so executive uh, discussion here. Okay. Uh, probably for now on, we're gonna split these up in two parts because 2007 is, uh, really kind of starts when these lines get long and they have a lot of extras, like special editions and play sets and sublines that uh -huh. if we sat here telling the whole story, this would probably be, be about four hours long. And that's just not fair for anyone. So we're going to split these up in two halves starting tonight. If everyone's okay with that, great. If not, oh well. So uh, <laughs> let me share the screen here. My Hopefully my computer doesn't fry tonight. We'll see what happens here. Is it the same computer? Uh, yes, it is the same computer. So maybe it's Those just going to Last week was the case of the Mondays. So uh, it, it is Monday. So we'll see if it's another case of the Mondays. Happy Monday. <laughs> uh, also, another announcement. I believe um, our good friend Max in the Facebook group has the uh, fish food that Phil needs to eat. Uh -oh. Oh, how old is it? Something like that. Something. Yeah, it's 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 been um it's been around for a while. Um, so if I get that package in the mail, it'll be straight uh, sent straight to Phil, mm. uh, and he'll enjoy that. So anyway, <laughs> uh, number one on our list of 2007. Uh, is Gravedigger when Phil's ready to open it up? Yep, just sharing on the old book face here. All right, so uh, there it is, Gravedigger. Um, nothing really to discuss. Um, well, we do uh, – yeah, nothing here, but I guess we can talk about something kind of obvious. Here. Well, first of all, they have a Green Ghost Gravedigger on the package. I just heard that. Funny. But uh, this starts really the packaging style that we'll see for the next couple of years, a shorter base here with wheel inserts for the trucks. Uh the last two, three years, it was just these big fat ramps. Now the ramps are a lot shorter, and they have the inserts for all four tires. Uh, yeah, we'll see this up until what twenty twelve, right? Yeah, twenty thirteen. Really? We get the cards. Yeah, so, yeah. Bases. so yeah, but yeah, this is the same old grave digger. Um, I think we should mention right now off the bat. Uh, if you're a variant collector, it kind of gets kind of crazy in 2007 over a very small, finite detail. Uh, so for the longest – since inception, the trucks were made with a plastic 
or excuse me, a metal base on the trucks. And about midway uh, or third quarter of this year, they switch over to plastic, which is now what it still is what Hot Wheels uses, except for a couple uh, exceptions. But uh, it's really hard to visualize. I'm sure Ryan will show an example whether this episode. Um, actually, I have a better. Can I? Oh, I okay. I took the screen share away from you. Um, oh, so this, this is a hidden thing. Uh, these all exist on Brian's website. Um, this is where Brian hid it from the public because he was hunting down variations at the time of all of the the, um, the variants. So, Phil, if you want me to screen share for tonight, because I have the link to this, or you want me yeah, to yeah, that's fine, that's fine. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So, Phil, like you were saying, um, there are plastic baits and metal bases for almost everything in the main line uh, this year. Grape Digger, for some reason, is an exception to the rule, which um, this is a plastic base. So, wait, uh, is it a plastic base? No, this is a metal base. You can tell by the clip. Um, these roll cages used to clip to each other. Uh, to make one full roll cage. They stopped doing that, thankfully, because they're really hard to put back together uh, this year. So as this switch happens, uh, so you can see there's a metal base here for this grave digger. Um, like Phil also mentioned, there's a green ghost down here for whatever reason that's uh, there for. And um, that's the end of yeah. grave digger because it's not as important. Um, yeah, and we I don't have know. all those variants. We're, they're just not on the main pad website yet. Yeah. So. so, like I said, Brian was hiding it from the public secretly in the MTA. Uh, uh, yeah, they're, authority. Not, they're not fun <laughs> variations. I mean, I know it's not nothing that Ryan was chasing after. And I mean, and it's from like a value standpoint. I know this comes up sometimes where it's like, uh, like, oh, is the metal worth more than plastic in 2007? I, I don't think so. Like, I mean, there's if, if you're one. Like, there's, Oh, is it? Uh, I think I think I know what you're talking about, but I'm sure we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah. So. Okay. So, um, let's keep going. So here's where we start our variation. This is the metal frame or metal chassis, uh, cowboy. This is our first time seeing cowboy uh, independent. Um, I'll let Phil talk about it in just a moment. But you can see uh, metal bases are usually defined um, from like a far away looking point by again, like I mentioned, the clip. Um, so you can see this clip here. Uh, this will not exist in the future editions. It'll just be one smooth piece. Uh, also, the clip here, this little pin that goes into this side of the roll cage, will also just become a flat bar. So that's also a way to notice. And um, for some reason, the roll cages were a little chunkier on the sides right here and here. Uh, so if you notice just like a straight down roll cage, that'll be also a signifier of uh, plastic base. Also, metal bases weren't chrome. They were just kind of polished metal. So that's also a big giveaway. But, um, you know, in blurry eBay pictures, if you're trying to hunt these down, it's it, it's a little difficult if you don't know what you're looking for. So the clips would be the main thing um, I would look for on the front here. Uh, so there's the cowboy there. We'll come back to it uh, in just a second as I approach the plastic one. So here's the plastic frame. First, noticing uh, that, like I said, the plastic um, has the bar that's just straight through. Uh, it's much um, lighter in terms of how much plastic they're using. It's no longer having these big uh, side areas. Uh, the motor is chrome. You can see that pretty well in this shot here. Uh, this is a smooth, singular piece. Uh, no clip, just smooth straight through. Uh, also here, and then here's that top view where you can see it's much uh, leaner on this area here next to the cab. So uh, as far as that goes, here's Cowboy. If Phil wants to explain the story of that, please feel free to do that. Uh, yeah, so here's the first edition. Uh Teammate, the gunslinger. So this is actually a little bit of a fantasy design. If you guys mm -hmm. remember the real cowboy, it was just a black pickup truck with cowboy on the side. Yeah. Uh, so this one has a lot more detail, which is acceptable because I mean, an all black cowboy, it's kind of a kind of a snooze fest. So just a little more detail of kind of bring it home here. Uh, it's nice to see. Obviously, everybody wants this. I'm sure RJ 
you had this in the carpet league. Absolutely. Had a couple of these. This one was one of the favorites. I like this truck a lot. Uh, was good to have a teammate truck to gunslinger on the carpet leagues, for, uh, of course. Yeah, you know, this is one of those first editions that I'm not 100% sure, but I have a feeling this this may have sat on pegs a little bit. I, I know there's like only one running variant, I think, with uh, the Cowboys in later years, but mm. I think this one kind of sat a little bit. Again, it's like an all-black pickup truck. It, once you have it, you don't need it again unless you're RJ and you're rough with your toys. Yeah, so. and then you need like 10 of them to have backups and all that. But didn't uh, the next year truck of this is the Spectre Flame, which is like purple, so – yeah, so yeah, okay. So there's cowboy number two, our first variation with the plastic base. Um, and then we skip into number three, which is Iron Outlaw again, also use, uh, using that new metal and plastic base variant. Um, so just a quick look at it before we get into the plastic base, which I'll kind of stop on. Uh, there's the metal base one, so hard to see because obviously it has a roof, so you can't see over it to see in. So uh, if you're hunting this one, you're going to be looking for those clips, and that's basically all you're going to get from the um, that that point forward. Also, I think, um, if I'm correct, we'll see a little bit of a hub change in the axle area here. It's going to be uh, rounder. Um, that can also be a good signifier, but it's still a little difficult to see. Uh, so if we switch into plastic frame, um, yeah, so actually way more round. So you can see the... They round off, it gives it a little more of a, like if I do an example, uh, like a turning radius, it gives it more turning radius, also more suspension. So um, the plastic base, both companies use the same style of this kind of round bottom area here to allow for more function, uh, which is why the metal bases roll better as well. I'm sorry, the plastic bases roll better than the metal bases as well because this new system they just developed here. So this is a, a rounder area. So this is a big giveaway uh, for collectors, um, this brand new round area. If we compare one more time, just because I didn't really stop for it. So you can see there's a big difference here. Um, this is a really confined little area for the axle. Now they've cut out this bottom part and allowed this axle area to come down farther, um, which you can see there. So that's a big uh, signifier for plastic based Iron Outlaw. As far as Iron Outlaw goes, I believe this is our first year with it. Um, I don't think we've got it. Yeah, this has got yeah. this has got to be maybe a truck of the year nominee. I when you're thinking about it, like out of new mm -hmm. trucks, I think you know this is right at when Lindsey Wink came out on the scene driving the Iron Outlaw and was winning all sorts of TV events. Uh, we do get snubbed. This, the first paint scheme of Iron Outlaw, we never get in toy form, which I think they could have snuck in at 2006 at some point, but they didn't. But they make up for it. Like the, the One of the first trucks in the first case for 2007, you get Iron Outlaw here. Um, yeah. I, I don't see anything wrong with the scheme. This is exactly what Iron Outlaw – Looked like I think when people talk about the truck Iron Outlaw, this is automatically the scheme they think of. Even so many years later, when the, this truck has had so many different looks to it, I think yeah. this is still the one that everyone goes back to, and th this one's perfect. And it'll fit in with the other trucks that come out later. Yeah, it's definitely a good argument for truck of the year nominee. Didn't think about it or looking back on it, that's a good argument. It's, I mean, they did a wonderful job. And I was also really happy to have all three Creedon trucks at the time. Um, I definitely remember, I love continuity. He was a kid, and I was like, I'm so happy to have all three, because it was running on TV at the time, and I was watching, I was like, when are they going to make one of these? So, very nice. Um, they've always done a great job with the older Creedon trucks, especially, just they, they look hyper-accurate, and um, I appreciate something Austin Dahlgren pointed out, who works with the Creedons. Um, the headlight printing was actually also accurate, which made the truck just look even more realistic, which is really nice. So, uh, there's Iron Outlaw plastic and metal base editions of that. Uh, the only thing with this is it opens new tabs. It sucks. Um, 
<laughs> so number four, American Dream. I, I believe it has a variation. Um, actually, you know what? It does have a variation, but it's a multi-pack exclusive variation. So you won't see a plastic base in the singles, um, at least as far as we know, which I don't think there is. So you can see this American Dream. We've seen it before. We won't stop on it for very long, but um, it is that old metal base. You can tell by that hub area, uh, the biggest empire, really. So, um, you know, it's back again uh, with that kind of custom scheme. For this edition of the rendering, you can notice that they didn't, as we saw last time in the last episode, they had stars all over the entire truck. They actually uh, redid the rendering and made it just like the, um, the custom scheme that they did for the toy. So they fixed that up a bit for that new rendering. But besides that American Dream, nothing else to mention about it because um, we have talked about it, I think, two times now. Um, yep, you got it. Yeah, hey, new truck. Continuing, yes, continuing our discussion, though, on the newer series that, like they were doing. So last episode, we saw Undercovers and the X-Racers make a debut. They are continuing the Undercovers series, which is a series that has two pins that allows you to take off a body or kind of display it, as you can see this way, or interchange different parts with different bodies. So it's really cool. Um, this is Gunslinger getting a release with this, uh, this new Undercover series, which is really nice as well, uh, which we also saw last episode with two variations of the pink color. Um, so if anyone wants to mention anything to do with this again, feel free, but we'll keep going if not. Go ahead if you got anything. Yeah, it seems um, like the maroon was kind of the winning color that they wanted for this. So yeah. yeah. kind of maybe leads into that 2006 uh, variant running change, what have you. Maybe the, the normal red scheme is actually harder to find, and especially as time goes on when more of the maroons are popping up. So especially in like undercovers here. Yeah. yeah. Another truck you can uh, have a wild freestyle with or whatever you wanted to do with. Uh, yeah, ready, ready to rock. Scott Hartlock special right here. Hog locked and ready to rock. Phil. Yeah, uh, here we go. Keep it a PC. <laughs> yeah. Um, number six, Pastrano 199. Um, Good truck. Good truck. I, a great truck. This is a truck in this series. Um, I think next year in 2008, you'll see a plastic-based variation. They didn't get one out for this year. Uh, some you'll see with them. Some you'll see without them. Uh, but this overall was a really good model of the um, the real-life truck. Uh, it did run for a while there. And you can see uh, here's what they had for this truck here. Uh, so really nice. Um, if anyone wants to add their two cents into it, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Aldrich. No, I was just going to say minus the rim color they chose on here. I mean, all I had to do was maybe a yellow rim or a red rim. But mm -hmm. uh, other than that, it's pretty tour accurate and a great truck. One is one of my favorites. Yeah, it's it's so simple. I, I know uh, you know the real truck for a time period ran a uh, a Dodge front clip, and then like it was also on Gravedigger three, which was a yellow chassis. Mm -hmm. Pastrana one ninety nine had such a strange life at the beginning, but uh, yeah, this is gonna be another one that I think everybody really wants, especially at the time frame. You know, this is Travis Pastrana is really at at a peak, I and mean, he still is peaking, but it's, it's really such a big name, and this truck is it is a big deal. So, and I get it really early on too. This is what I like about, you know, 2007 kind of really starts the, uh, the trend of starting the years off with a bank. Like the first yeah. case has got a lot of stuff you need and it, it, and and it continues to ride that momentum. <laughs> Announcing yeah. the presence of the line. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a uh, Pastrano 199. Um, like someone just said, uh, it will eventually become Nitro Circus. Uh, and that's that. So that's number six. And number seven, uh, Virginia Giants also will get a plastic-based variation in a different year. Um, it might be a multi-pack or it might be a singles pack, but 
Uh, I know that it definitely has a variation as well. So here's uh, Virginia Giant. I think this is our second time seeing it since um, it's small hub release, which is yeah, a, it's been a number of years. So it's really, really fun to see Virginia Giant come back. I think it's my favorite Virginia Giant scheme. You guys know me. Yeah, I love yeah. the loud colors. So mm -hmm. this is this has got to be a home run uh, truck for anybody, and especially there's so many years since the small wheel version came out where a lot of new collectors are going to come in. Maybe that weren't collecting back then. They see this loud truck that's pink and blue and checkered flag and they got to have it. It's another first case one you got to have. Yeah. I yeah. totally agree. Um, it's a great scheme and uh, it's just, it was a nice one to have. I also like that they're still, cause it's the time with the better budget. Uh, they're doing paint color instead of decal. So you can see white yeah. grill, pink, and then this nice fade into blue. Yeah. So uh, there it is, Virginia Giants. Um, and next up is number eight. So this does have a plastic base variation. Uh, here is Superman, same Superman we've seen in the last couple of years. Um, I, maybe the Hot Wheels logo was moved, but um, I think it's the same one. So there's that uh, with the metal base. Um, luckily they cut the cape here so you can actually see this little uh, pin, uh, which is a pretty good signifier uh, of that. And then we have plastic base. Um, I don't think there's anything different with the body. So you can see definitely that new axle area uh, cut in here. And then um, you'll notice actually, uh, because they've moved that down a bit right here, uh, that pin there is not there. So that's a pretty easy variation to hunt down if you have a, a top shot of it, a roof shot. So there's that. Um, I don't think there's anything else to mention about Superman unless you guys want to, because uh, I feel like we've talked about it so many times. Kids now. like Superman. Here it is again. It's on for another couple of years till we get some fun Superman yeah. variants and a and a port and truck additions. But for now, it's just Superman. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's All right. So Superman. Nice. Uh, next up is Annihilator. Uh, this will also get a release with a plastic base, whether it's next year or a uh, multi pack. One of those times, it gets plastic. Maybe base. both. This one is a metal-based one. Um, as you can see there, uh, there's actually the real truck. I wish they would have done a, a silver frame for it. For some reason, Hot Wheels always avoided doing silver roll cages until recent times. Um, so you can see the silver roll cage. Fortunately, did not make a debut on there. But there's those uh, chrome rims that we talked about. So you can see the real-life truck. So pretty, I mean, pretty accurate to the real-life truck besides the paint color being a little too bright. Um, it was a good model. So uh, Annihilator, another one we talked about many times, so we won't stop on it. But um, nice to see it back again. And then number 10, Bounty Hunter, again, will get a plastic-based release, whether it's this coming year or a multi-pack. I just know it does. Uh, so here's the Bounty Hunter. This is actually the debut of the new scheme. Uh, as we saw last time, they did debut the logo and the rendering or the photo of the truck, but they didn't give us that new scheme last year. So they gave it to us this year. Uh, as you can see, this is the updated scheme, um, which I think will run for a while up to this point um, until they change it drastically. So you can see this is the championship, the new sizing of the uh, bounty hunter himself, the new logo, uh, this new kind of uh, sheet metal or uh, diamond plated metal kind of ripped up here uh, with his name, Jimmy Creighton. Um, the back here with uh, Scarlet Bandit's poster, you can't run, you can't hide, and then you got the other stuff. So it's really cool. There's a giant championship logo up there as well. And really good decal wrapping. As you can see, the hat is wrapped properly uh, with the old decal system, which is not easy to do. And then, of course, grave diggers on the hood. So there is Bounty Hunter, and you guys can go ahead and add your stuff in now. Go ahead, Phil. Go ahead, RJ. I mean, it's just a tour accurate Bounty Hunter. It's pretty good for the time frame. And I mean, 
not perfect, but you know, oh. for the time frame, it's really spot on, and it was definitely a carpet uh, tour champion. I'm sure. This many. is this is perfect. We can't get it, man. This thing rules. Uh, you know, I I think this is my this is my personal favorite bounty hunter. I probably and I think for everybody else, this is the most detailed bounty hunter like ever looked. Yeah. And, Looks so uniform with the other team trucks. We won't talk about Scarlet Bandit here uh, tonight. <laughs> we'll talk about it next week. But it was so cool to have all three trucks all uniform. It just this is like too extreme at its design peak. I mean, now they got a lot of quality schemes afterwards, but this is because they still had Checker Shucks Craig on board. This is like the one time where the whole team was in unison, looking like a like a corporate team. Like this was. A lot, lot of swagger at Two Extreme Racing at this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm noticing just a weird little thing. Uh, it appears like Hot Wheels, uh, comparing like the metal and where it is, it looks like Hot Wheels maybe shifted the metal a bit to go towards the hood um, to fill this gap here. If you notice how this metal mm. does not go here, it goes here. Uh, that could just be filler to fill this area. But um, besides that, it's pretty accurate. Also, the paint color, I got to note that. It looks amazing with that blue. Uh, so there is Bounty Hunter. Um, where are we? There we are. So 11 is Blue Thunder, another one that will definitely get a plastic base variation, but we've seen it many times before. We're also coming upon the time, as you can see right there, the Blue Thunder body is running this, um, I think it's a F-150 style, uh, Super Duty or not, I can't remember, but it's got the extenders yeah. here. Um, you'll see this body change, I think it's 2009 that it changes, so... Um, it's coming up here with this new tooling, but so far it's still the same old blue thunder that we've seen before. Hey, it has Bill Ford tough on it because I'm pretty sure the regular one from 2006 didn't, but like the X Racers and those. yeah, it's weird how it goes back and forth. Like it'll be there one year and then it won't be there next year, and then it'll be yeah, there. We're, we're off to the races now. Like, yeah, blue thunder is never without the Ford unless it's the actual truck is not running the Ford, mm -hmm. so yeah. we're, we're good to go here. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, metal base again, like I said, uh, will it'll get a update at some point in the future. So there's Blue Thunder uh, number 11, and then we have number 12, which of course this year, um, or was it this year, or was it um, the year after, the year before that it was? I can't remember if they run the, the anniversaries during the year or not. No, they run it during the year. They did stay ahead of it. Okay, cool. So this is the year of the uh, 25th anniversary of Grave Digger. And uh, we have not seen, obviously, an anniversary with any truck celebrated in the diecast form except for 20th anniversary Grave Digger before this. Uh, so five years later down the line, um, from 2002 to 2007, now we have uh, the 25th anniversary of Grave Digger, which is really cool. Um, you can see there is what I would assume is a rendering shot because it would probably not be possible to produce a truck that's running on the tour at the same time with a photo of it. Yeah. So it looks like a Photoshop job to me here of the, of the truck. Also, that's the old Ghost um it looks like they're using their graphics for that so uh this is actually great pivot point um this is the first time we're seeing the updated ghost of gravedigger um which we won't see kind of take its presence until a year or so down the line or two years from now but this is the first time we're seeing this brighter purple more accurate ghost to what they're using at the time on the tour uh if i just refresh our memory we're still using this weird old ghost. Um, so there's the difference in what the Gravedigger looks like. Also, they're using the digitally created uh, Gravedigger logo now, um, which was uh, created by Neil Vandenberg. So you can see that old hand-painted edition of Gravedigger's logo is going to be replaced here 
uh, in the coming years. We also have much prominent or brighter and more prominent graphics. Um, if you can tell, there's not much structure to these graphics because I believe they took photos of the truck. Um, as you can see, this harsh edge here, I think it's just photos of the truck itself. This is all digitally created. Um, they yeah, actually, there's an edge on the back too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so all of this stuff um, was obviously a Photoshop job of a photo of the truck. This, however, is um, all digitally created by Neil Vandenberg as well. They awesome. still, I mean, if you take off this and you take off the Hot Wheels logo and take off these other additional logos, this is what they use for everything, whether it's RC wraps, um, whether it's like digitally created photos for posters. This is the same wrap that they're going to use for most grave diggers uh, in the future because Neil took his time and created it again in digital form. So uh, this is the one we still see today, uh, and it looks awesome. Uh, as I was mentioning with the 25th anniversary, you can see there's the, uh, the little badge here with the 25th anniversary. Uh, it also says uh, since 1982 on the hood. And then the roof, if we can find it, is right here with the super scary ghost. Uh, I remember as a child, a uh, young child, I was actually pretty terrified of this ghost. Um, it, just, it was pretty scary. Uh, it just something about it was terrifying to me. I like the roof decal, and I love that logo. So oh, No, I love it, too. I, I don't hate no, it. I it about it. Yeah, I just, I'm just saying, that as a seven-year-old, I was a little terrified of this one. So uh, <laughs> there's the roof decal. Oh, my God, my great big toy is going to get me. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and then you can see there's 25th anniversary since 1982, bad to the bone. Um, as far as things go, and if um, Mattel, if uh, Spin Master ever makes it again, this is actually inaccurate. This should be stacked, I believe, or at least for the Chrome one that we'll see, should be stacked. Um, this also bothers me how it doesn't go down to the tip of the hood, but uh, oh well. Um, so there's, some, there's some inaccuracies that live with this, but uh, as far as this goes, it's a really nice one to have, and it will get a plastic base variation next year, I believe, or this year, one of the years. So there it is. So sorry, guys. Go ahead. Explain your. Go ahead, Phil. Go ahead. Oh, me. Uh, that's my name. Um, man, this is my favorite Grave Digger anniversary body. I know the crowd's going to throw tomatoes at me because DC, no, five no. Years, hey, hey, five years later, we get some ridiculous designs with the green and purple. But I'm a fan of this simple, of these simple anniversary schemes. You go out and celebrate the world finals. The whole year shouldn't be this absurd celebration because that, that's why the bar was set way too high in 2012. And then when we got to 2017, everybody was calling foul because all yeah. we had was a roof decal. I'm like, man, like, we, not everything needs to be popping, circumstance. I, this is so simple. Like, I, I think the flames on the hood, it seems like it's like a different tone of green almost. And it's just so simple. Now, in real life form, uh, the green ghost is. At, runs with this weird uh the weird banner like they had like an extra green ghost body laying yeah, around photo like, that. tingler i think that ran a chad tingler yeah, chad tingler yeah oh so, yeah yeah so uh, that would be kind of funny to like if something like somewhere down the line like a spin master wants to get cute or whatever we can get the uh why are you putting up this website whoever this this, this website's smelly okay anyways um, i put this photo here it's okay or oh, i didn't know uh, yeah so, and actually, is that John Seesock in front of the truck? I don't know. He did a couple of displays for Digger. Yeah. Yeah. As, so, that's kind of funny. Like, going to go back and do this. They need to do this one because it's yeah. so, so strange. The Rebels next year, Ryan. There you go. There you go. Uh, they didn't it's it's weird. Um, we don't have a third photo, but there's also another edition of Green Ghost. There's one with a blank roof. There's also one with that um, 25th anniversary emblem or something on the roof there. 
uh, it was weird how they did Green Ghost. There's two editions of it, though. Um, as I also mentioned, because we're here already, might as well look. I'm looking for something um, which is this. Oh, that was accurate. Okay, so it's weird how they did both. Um, Mattel got it right. <laughs> this one, this decal is correct. But for the Chrome one, whoops, where did I go? Whoops. Uh, there no, we go. It's not meant to be. Okay, we'll come back to it because uh, I have to look at it for the 25th anniversary Chrome. But um, this one's pretty accurate. I mean, it's dead accurate, really, if you yeah. look at it besides the hood. So, yes, I agree, Phil. Um, it's a great anniversary body. I don't disagree with that. Actually, my favorite anniversary body, people ask me why all the time it's the 20th anniversary because um, of how simple it was and just how it looked. Um, many people, however, if you look down the, the, the line of you know feedback, 30th anniversary was hard to top. They went off. They went really out with it. I mean, they had the 3D skulls and the Spectrochrome contract and all these things. Um, however, what really gets overshadowed each year, again, I'll have to pull this up for a moment, uh, is this body. This one's like no one ever talks about it. It just happened and then it just disappeared forever. Whoa! Um, I know. It was beautiful. I mean, it didn't have the spooky mountain on the side. Maybe that's why it's kind of lackluster to some people. But I think you're getting ahead of yourself there, Sonny Boy. Yeah, we'll come back to it. I'm so excited I do... about the World Finals Edition yeah. Grave Digger. Oh Look at the Grave Digger. It's Chrome. Oh, oh my goodness. It's not really Chrome, but it's Mattel. Dennis and then he drove World Finals. Woo! As you mentioned, um, I, the only reason I brought that up is because you were talking about how plain they won for 30th, 35th anniversary. Hey, and um, before we get into Screaming Demon, I really feel like they could have still done something for the World Finals for the 35th anniversary. They did the encore with those uh, reused trucks, um, which they had for the 30th. But there could have been at least one body done nice for the World Finals. But, I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, definitely for the World Finals, definitely should have got one. And don't yeah. feel bad about the body because Dennis ran those bead lock, those chrome purple bead locks that whole summer after with a regular body. So I'm sure if he didn't crash that chrome and bot that chrome body in Vegas, he might have continued it on after Vegas. So fake news, but I agree. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, it news, ended right. up as a pile. What are you doing on this? What, what is going on? Well, there was good stuff in there. I, I need to find something for you, RJ. And looking at where did it go? Website. This is how it ended up, RJ. All torn up. And yeah, I know. It was. It yeah. was. I cried a little bit when it rolled yeah. over. Yeah, that was hard to watch. Um, Can you talk anyway. about Screaming Demon, one of the most boring? Yeah. Well, that's why I'm avoiring. Yeah, we, go from, so we go from the best paint scheme ever, arguably, to here you go. The 90s paint scheme almost. But it's not yeah. bad. This is, There's that oh, right we, we never get a blackjack, by the way. This runs the same yeah. exact body. I noticed that, I noticed that too. And no disrespect to Gary Bauer or Jay Snyder, but yeah, definitely not. Definitely boring. I mean, it gets even stranger. It has such a weirder life. Screaming Demon. That's what like, Screaming Demon's a perfect example. One you buy once, you never have to buy again. Unless you want the plastic metal variant. No, you don't. But hey, this this one's even more important. This is number yeah, what? Yeah, this uh, is number fourteen. Version? All right. Yeah. So. No, I can't tell. Honestly, I I can't remember when this debuted. I think it was. 2007. Was it this year? Okay, so this, is, yeah. this is a rendering then, because I was like, that's a pretty good picture of that truck. Um, that's a good rendering. Good job. It was on a bunch of cards that were given out at events. Phil may oh. have. Oh, I do, but right, I, I, I had I had their Monster Mode Dalmatian one, I remember. Yeah, so um, if I recall correctly, first off, here's Monster Mode Dalmatian, everyone, our first new yeah. dog pound truck or rough crowd, whatever you want to call it now. Um, this will set the precedence of, like, 
everything else. And <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah, there it is. let me let me put Phil. Hold on, Phil. Let me Phil's solo it out. You. Screen, folks. Oh yeah, good stuff. Not a bad I'm rendering. All the ears are kind of the I'm ears falling. are like backwards. I don't know why. Oh, I'm forwards. No, no, like the ears on the rendering. Look at them. They're like weird. Oh, well, they're gonna complain about that. Yeah. Uh, so, so here's our um, here's our step into the world of Monster Mutt taking over everything. So, Monster yeah. Mutt Domination is our first new dog pound truck. Um, yeah, I remember no, when this debuted. Uh, I remember when this debuted. It was actually really awesome to see a new dog on the tour. Um, it was a great one to introduce too because it like it went from this brown scheme to a super bright uh, scheme. You know, it's just awesome. So I love Dalmatian. I love especially the Mercury Mud edition of Dalmatian. I miss that body um, for all Monster Mutts. I think they just had such a classic look to them, and they really are tethered to uh, the original Monster Jam feel. So I miss it. Um, this also, what I was mentioning, sets in this new uh, way of doing Monster Mutt Dalmatian. It'll take place in about 2008 or nine, uh, where they switch from airbrushing individually each uh, Monster Mutt Dalmatian and Monster Mutt body to using uh, Neil Vandenberg's artwork, which you'll notice um, in Monsterman, I'll pull the photo if I can find one. They go from weird hand-painted Monsterman logos to wraps, so they're all uniform from now on. Same thing happens with Rottweiler. They don't ever do an airbrush Rottweiler or like a, a randomized scheme of Rottweiler. They do uh, mostly uh, wrap with the new uh, Neil Vandenberg artwork. So uh, here's the Monsterman Dalmatian. Uh, as you can see, it's basically just that, as, as I mentioned. Um, there's the new uh, color, of course. They did that new uh, color for the dog tag. Uh, the ears are obviously changed up. Everything just made for Dalmatian. So it's really cool to see this happen. Um, there's two variations. The reason I'm kind of speeding through this one is because there's a plastic frame edition of it. Uh, and there's where I'll set it for you guys to talk about. So there's Dalmatian. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. It's a great truck, great driver. Go ahead. Wait, hold on. You, what was the first thing you said? I said great driver who debuted oh. this truck and great truck. Well, uh, do you mean like Alex Blackwell? Did he debut it? Yeah, he did. That's no. right. No, I'm lying. I'm joking. I, well, I mean, it could. I don't freaking remember right now. Okay, I'm just busting your chops, okay? Like, that's that man in me. Um, man, Dalma okay, so this is a weird time. So, like, this is Monster Mutt Dalmatian, but they're referring to the truck as like Monster Mutt. You can see yeah. that on the packaging I showed you in the yearbook. It's just like Monster Mutt. But then in parentheses, they would put like, oh, but Dalmatian. It isn't really until like the next year almost where it's like, all right, the truck is called Monster Mutt Dalmatian. Yeah. Like the first year they were really confused what they were doing being like, oh, it, this is actually like the Dalmatian Monster Mutt, not not like the whole brand. So that always kind of catches me off guard. Even that old hero card RJ is talking about, it just says Monster Mutt on it. So they kind of didn't know what they were doing with this yet. And it was yeah. a perfect storm. You know, Candace Jolly was just so – it was a perfect fit for it, really up until like now. Oh, where she's not, what are we doing on this oh, website? Oh, oh, oh. We're going uh, to look at this real quick. I just want to point out what I was talking about. Um, you can finish your discussion actually about Candace Jolly while I do yeah, that. Yeah, Candace Jolly debuted this truck, and then, but you know, she was still kind of new. So that's like when Tingler, Chad Tingler, is very yeah. much well known for this truck, especially you know his World Finals Nine performance. Yeah. Monster Mud is such a Dalmatian is such a big deal, uh, you know, and it's still such a popular truck. So it's kind of cool to see. I would argue that the Dalmatian version is the most popular mutt. So you know, there you have it. 
It is, know? and that's why they run it more than Monster Month. I was in the Dalmatian Fashion Show too. Okay, yeah, so he was. He was. I have video of myself on my Instagram. You can go check out me in the Dalmatian Fashion Show at the last World Finals in Las Vegas. So, uh, as I was mentioning, for people who maybe couldn't visualize it, it's pretty difficult to understand what I was talking about. Uh, this is what Monster Mutt kind of looked like. Just they did weird, random airbrush teeth for its beginning of its life. Um, and then the Monster Mutt logo, you can see it's actually hand done every single time. So it's never consistent, really. Uh, at some point, this is a really, really late photo of Monster Mutt before it changed bodies. Uh, they start using Neil's artwork. And although they do airbrush most of the hood still, the mouth is vinyl wrap. So you can see they're always consistent with the mouth now. Um, the teeth are obviously super hyper detailed because of that. And then the Monster Mutt logo actually becomes like a permanent wrap. So it's not ever um, obviously like that. So you can see that big difference there. Monster Mutt Dalmatian for the beginning of its life also had that same style. Um, you can see the mouth is airbrushed pretty clearly. Uh, might not be able to tell as much because they actually did a pretty good job in this one. But um, the, the hand-drawn logo or hand-done logo is again there. But eventually they will switch to being um, a uniform wrap. So the mouth is vinyl again using that same exact mouth. Uh, you can tell by that. And then the logo will have this white outline. and It'll be the actual vinyl uh, wrap as well. But for the most part, they did keep the airbrushing detail of the trucks as they do to this day. Um, the spots were always done in the detail of the fur. But the the big parts that couldn't really be hand done as well as uh, an actual vinyl wrap like the mouth and the logo, those were switched out eventually and it became this kind of uniform thing. So there is that uh, part of the discussion. And next up is Hot Wheels. So Hot Wheels uh, is making its return. Uh, this is the edition that we talked about last time. This is the Hot Wheels beat that. Uh, so last time, what was it? Um, the phrase, I forgot. Um, oh, something generic that no one remembers. Yeah, someone, something generic. So they do change it for this year. Um, you can see the Hot Wheels beat that um, kind of whatever they want to call it, whatever uh, the motto of the company at the time was beat that. So Hot Wheels beat that. So one I always associate with Hot Wheels for some reason. That's just the one that's always stuck with me. Uh, even now, Go Big Go Hot Wheels doesn't even stick with me as much as this one. Maybe because I grew up into it with it. But here is uh, that on the hood there. So they did change. Basically, the only thing they did change was that. Um, I'm not quite sure what this is in the window. Uh, I think it says HotWheels.com, and then it says yeah, something. HotWheels.com, I think. Yeah, I can't really read it, but um, yeah. That's so, an alien. Yeah, but there is that. Uh, that's the plastic base, or sorry, metal base edition. There's also the plastic frame of it. Um, so if it'll load, here's that edition uh, with the plastic frame. Again, not quite sure. HotWheels.com, and then it says something down there. Probably but um, ask your parents before you go online. Oh, it does? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just it might. It might. So, yeah. Oh, there it is. That's right. That's right. So it was faster than ever was the uh, previous slogan. So, um, which didn't make much sense. So there is Hot Wheels. If you guys have anything to say about it, I know we've already talked about it before. It's just a logo change, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So good enough. There's Hot Wheels um, from 2007. The updated. Edition. I'm gonna close all these photos out. Um, so El Toro Loco back on the uh the stage here but this is the time where they're switching over to this weird maroon body that did run real life but didn't run as long as mattel used it for uh they fell in love with it for whatever reason and look at the rendering that's really something there um yeah. <laughs> wilman chassis weird chrome rim insert looking things so this maroon body uh will haunt us for a while um <laughs> they will never quite be the same um, first off, this is the year where they changed this maroon body for El Loco. They also unfortunately changed the horns to white, I'm sorry, yellow from white. 
I honestly prefer the Altar Local horns to be white. I think the modern day um, orange Altar Local would still look great with white horns. Um, but this is the time where we'll never see the white horns ever again, except for Bulldozer, which again will also retire. Um, but yeah, this is a weird scheme. The maroon color they chose, weird <laughs> pattern. Uh, it's almost as if Hot Wheels tried to do their own custom concept with it. You can tell that the artwork's not quite Monster Jam. Um, most of it would be Neil Vandenberg's artwork as well, which we would tell uh, if that were the case. This is definitely not Neil's work. This actually looks like just a Photoshop job of a like a PNG image of flames. Um, that's definitely his logo, though. But yeah, the mouth is also Hot Wheels. Um, no detail in the front uh, bull ring or anything, really. Uh, very minimal. This one's just like a toss it together and get it out there kind of thing. And the flames also look kind of weird here. This is my least favorite El Toro Loco design that they ever released by Hot Wheels. And we'll see it for years to come. So uh, there's that. If anyone wants to add something to it, go ahead. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think a lot of people like the maroon because of like the lore it is. And it ran for like one second because I think it's been told like in folklore is that they dislike didn't code the paint correctly, and they were just like, not paint maroon. Like, that was what that body was. I don't think it was anything long-term. But you're right. We get this El Toro Loco. So many times. Gosh, till like, what, 2016 or 17? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's like, why? I don't know why they never change it. And when they do, it's, it always just seems like they're behind with the all, the orange El Toro. Like, but again, by that point, we'll get the black and the yellows, and they're a lot more up to date. And yeah. this, like, this one's just, it, by the time it catches up, it's too late. So it's kind of weird. But, but in 2007 time, this is a cool one to have. I think it adds a lot more flair yeah. to El Toro Loco, but it's like, it, tur it turns into stale bread real quick. I'm going to pull a photo of the real life truck. Honestly, the real life truck looked great uh, with the scheme. Uh, the Hot Wheels, however, because the flame pattern, the way they did it, didn't look quite as nice. But that truck did look really good. Uh, Dylan Lyons made a or, um, Lyons, sorry, I keep saying his name wrong. Uh, made a great point um, that the yellow horns fit Maroon Altar Loco very well. That says four. Monster Duck. Uh, yeah, Dylan. Four by four. Um, so yes, uh, as far as the real life scheme, I was kind of making fun of the scheme there. I loved the real life scheme. It looked really oh, yeah, good. Really Honestly, I prefer the maroon color over orange, the modern day orange, if I had to make a choice with it. Um, it just it fits all really well together here. Um, I'll let RJ, sorry, finish what you wanted to say about your opinions on it, but that's my opinion on the maroon. I, I really do like that. No, uh, but I, Mattel kind of ruined it a bit. I mean, the flames on the Mattel diecast look like they took. Uh, we'll fill sorry, it um, I was looking for something more important, so I'm gonna let him go off. And he looks like a mad scientist, look, you know, looking through his sheets of paper of notes to make a concoction. So go ahead, Phil. Oh no, I'm just kind of looking at the Toro page in here. Oh, kind of remember that, like, well, no, go ahead. Okay, okay. The, the diecast looks like they took Microsoft Word flames and like drug it. On yeah, their, that's like, called flip art. That's what it is. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, that's what that looked like. I don't know why the heck. Because whatever year the Flag Series trucks came out, this is the El Toro Loco that comes out in that line. And it's like, why do we have so many of these? But It comes out forever. And we get more of it this year, too. So, yeah. so looking, at, looking at the Forbidden website, they say uh, Lupe ran this. This was Lupe's truck. Wasn't it a Costa Rica thing or some overseas body, Phil? Yeah. No, I think they just miscolored it. I don't remember. There was Actually, two Toros running in 2007, wasn't there? Wasn't, wasn't mm -hmm. Nathan Lincoln one? Nathan, Lupe. 
It's also uh, important to note uh, that this truck had two different variations. Uh, um, kind of weird, but here it is. Um, they were using that old style of logo placement from the Red Ultra logo for this. So they did that and they did the newer placement on the fender. Um, this so truck is the answer to when people are like, there's different colors in Spin Master Land when this is like, they just miscolored one day. And this is what not, you, not like, one day. It it um I believe correct. I believe that this is correct here. Um you're wrong. Uh so if we look at the flame pattern, I believe this is also a second edition of the body because the flame here, uh without the logo. So they did do it a couple times, Phil. Because it's not yeah, the same but I'm body. saying that red color, it's like they have like they made a master badge. Okay, I know that yeah. Max D that's supposed to be yellow, then it's like orange like yeah. a week later that's because so, that, I told you somebody hit the wrong code in the print in the paint machine and this is what you got you're not going to waste the paint and uh, yeah okay I, I'm kind of right right there's some information from Austin Ashley yeah I guess I'm kind of right then I realized that Nathan Wink drove giraffes attack that year too so what am I Okay, so uh, El Toro Loco, everyone. Um, honestly, I do hope that Spin Master will eventually do this one just because it'll look great on their tooling. Um, and I love this maroon color. Uh, so there it is. Uh, maroon El Toro Loco by Mattel uh, brought up a big discussion. And now we have a new series, uh, Shocks, another new one. Uh, this one kind of will fade out quickly. Uh, it doesn't have much you know, to it. Uh, it's really cool. I, I applaud their kind of creative efforts here. So you can see the chassis is metal. They modified it to add this little rubber spring inside so that when you press down on it, you won't bend your axles. You'll actually just push the spring upward, uh, which is a really creative invention. Honestly, that should be used on modern day trucks. They should be using this system for all modern day trucks to prevent the axles from breaking. But I'm sure that was an expensive endeavor here. Of course, it had to be a metal casing. Uh, so they had to stick with um, what they knew, which was changing to plastic base. So this didn't last very long. Um, if you see here, they actually let you test it out. Um, so not only did this modify the chassis, um, which by the way was like this, I, I misspoke. It's half metal, half plastic. So you can see this is plastic and then the bottom half is metal. Um, it also modified, they had to make a new bubble for the, uh, the, the packaging. So this was an expensive, uh, new series that they had to do here. Yeah. Uh, but it was really fun to have. Um, the shock series, although short-lived and not as effective as could be, uh, I think modern technology would, if they ever did something like this again, would bring it more into, uh, you know, being more functional. I think this was just kind of a simple thing, more so just a safety measure to prevent breaking the axles at this point, not really like an actual feature you're going to use all the time. Uh, so there is that. Um, Blue Thunder Scheme is the same one. So if you guys have any uh, thoughts about the shocks itself, we'll continue on. Uh, I mean, it was it kind of made the wheelbase a little bit longer once you got them out of package because mm -hmm. they stretched out. So on the Digger one, I always thought it was Digger 12 or used it as Digger 12. But these trucks just, I mean, it added to the other uh, lines they were bringing out. I liked it. This is the most pointless subline in the history of monster <laughs> trucks. This is, this is I don't understand why. Why as a kid do I need shocks? I could I run the covers body goes flying off yeah. I'm like i'm not playing with my trucks and i'm like slamming it down yeah. on like my, yeah. my carpet like i don't get that this doesn't i it has no purpose to me i think ryan had a good point where it's like if you're gonna do this this should be across like the whole line like it's an yeah. added, added feature and yeah it does fizzle out probably because they realize like they brought our kids it's like they don't know the difference and some yeah. of the comments i'm really curious 
like, how did you play with the shocks? Like, did, did it even matter at that point? Because there's really, outside of, like, one truck that I'm thinking of, and I think it comes out this year, I don't even remember, that the shocks even, like, matter for a variant. Otherwise, these are just, like, there's really no purpose to them, except for if I shoved a spring in the back. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I think maybe this, this could have been done to something else. Better. I think it could have been done a lot better, too. There's just nothing to it. It's like shock mechanics. But I have to physically press down <laughs> on the toy. But it's like I'm not doing that. If I'm racing my truck, I'm not pressing it down. I'm just going to yeah. stop it at that point. I just liked how 12 looked on the digger, honestly. or how it's I mean, it's clever, but. How, how it made the Grave Digger version of this look like 12 because it's stretched out out of package. But, I mean, eh. Yeah. So again, short-lived series because of the point that it was pretty pointless at some points. Um, and then the broker is back again. We saw this in 2005, I believe, um, with the blue body. Now it's back again with this new black scheme, uh, which I'm judging by the rendering was probably a custom concept at some point, then became a real life truck. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So that is an interesting look. Um, so here's the broker, definitely Hot Wheels graphics. It's funny how I can make a distinction between what Neil Vandenberg did and what Hot Wheels designers did because they just have this kind of Hot Wheels vibe about them. So this is definitely a Hot Wheels design scheme um, here. So there's the broker, new logo, new skull. Um, kind of reminds me of Avenger, this this positioning. Um, Hot Wheels Monster Jam. Um, the back here with that same list with a really pixelated version of it. Um, there's that, and then the hood there has that same um, guy with the uh, tie and the hat, and then the What's flame. What's the broker? Yeah, so there's that. Um, so you guys go ahead about your opinions on broker. You know, this is another one. Now, now I'm looking back at 2007. Almost this entire year was brand new stuff, whether new schemes or shocks and undercovers. Almost everything was brand new. And then I kind of think, like, for the next two years, we Love see, like, the, see the broker again unchanged. Mm. And it's like, I know we said the same about Annihilator. I think American Dream gets one more. And there's, like, a couple others that uh, really go unchanged the next couple of years. So it's like, wow, 2007, got to have it. And then after that, it's like, I don't – Screaming Demon, great example. Like, I got to have it. And then after that, it's like, I don't need it. And it's, it's not – this is now it's warm in the pegs. I think Broker is in that same vein that with all those. It's like you got to have it right off the bat, and then after that, you're sick of looking at it. Yeah, so I just looked it up. This paint scheme, um, they never really ran the red color, they did like an airbrush flame look with it. Um, maybe it's because Hot Wheels couldn't recreate the airbrush look like they wanted, or they were basing off the Hot Wheels artwork, one or the other. Uh, this never ran this way, so I was wrong. Um, but similar kind of orangey color that they did. No, you're right. You're just not wrong. <laughs> so there is a there's broker. Uh, another undercovers with that again all too famous scheme, maroon ultra loco back again. Um, so undercovers edition of it. Um, no, you're not okay. A couple things. You're, you're, you're why. right there. Yeah. The uh, there's no logo on the tailgate, yeah. but surprisingly, this is not the the last El Toro Loco undercovers we get in 2007. Not going to talk about the second one tonight. Talk about that next week. Uh, but th that's another one that's kind of weird when you look back at in, the, in the history books. But, yeah, if you want to go crazy with the El Toros, uh, I know I talked about last episode. I stuck one of these El Toro bodies on a gravedigger undercovers and ran yeah. it as El Toro Digger. Yeah. And it's mm -hmm. kind of clever, you know. <laughs> 
gravediggers with other bodies. So, yeah, yeah and the rendering is different on this packaging too. Is it? Okay. It's, no, it's not. It's the same one. Oh, well, I, I think it's different on the other undercovers. That's oh. why it doesn't make any sense. So. All right, so there's Altor Loco. Not much to discuss after that. Not boring. Um, so Taz, number 19, uh, returning again from last time we saw it in a small hub edition. You can see they're still using a rendering for the photo. Um, I'm not quite sure why, but they take off the red part of the mouth, um, just kind of leaving the smile outline or whatever you want to call it. Uh, as you can see, there's the red that I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that is, but there's Taz. Nothing new about it. Uh, everything's the same. Well, yeah, but thank God we get Taz back here. This is one that was missing in 2006 that we really should have got. Yeah, now that's an Adam Anderson really has his own identity and has his own language driving this truck. He's not really driving it much in 2007 because he's driving his dad's greater. But this is a important one to have for a lot of people. And I think just in that short time frame from what 2005 when we get Taz to now, yeah. it's like Adam Anderson is 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 the rising star, and this becomes a big deal. And then the next year he wins that first world championship. It's a massive deal for this truck and. You know, this is definitely well received. Yeah, agreed. So there's Taz. Nothing uh, too new about it either, but uh, it's important in the real life world. So um, here is the next edition of Chrome Gravedigger Grim Edition. Um, as you can see, uh, that's actually the same rendering as last time, but yeah, they have it back again um, with a metal yep. base. You'll actually see, if I recall correctly, this will come back at some point um, with a plastic base, and then it'll come back again with another plastic base release. But it'll have this rare flame variation on the hood uh, from a multi-pack in 2011 or 12. Um, so we'll see it again, again and again. Um, but nothing else to talk about. That truck. It's kind of weird. But hey, this yeah. is that what's next? So this one uh, is one of the rarest of the plastic-based metal-based variations. It's not the rarest one, but it is second to the rarest one. Um, this is the Avenger Chrome uh, body. Uh, so this is a world final scheme, obviously. For whatever reason, they're using a rendering of it for the picture. Um, but it was a real-life scheme at World Finals something. I can't remember. Um, if everyone remembers that, World please. World Finals in 2006. That was World Finals 7. 7. Okay, so World Finals 7. Uh, so the year before, this will happen for Avenger. They'll do it the year after. Um, unlike the anniversary bodies for Gravity, they'll do the uh, Avenger bodies after. Which makes sense because they wouldn't want you to know the scheme during the year before World Finals. So anyway, here is um, that scheme. The same graphics as usual. Uh, they do have the blue headlights, which is a nice touch here. Um, but yeah, same graphics as they usually use on there with all the sponsors and stuff. But as you can see, there's the metal base for one. And then we have the rare one, which is the plastic base. Now, the rarest edition of it, again, as we'll see with other ones, the rarer ones tend to be the plastic base, which makes little sense because the plastic base was what they were switching into. Usually, it would be reverse of that. It should be metal base. But plastic base are hard to come by. Um, so here's the plastic base edition of it, um, of Avenger. So I'll leave it there for you guys to discuss of um, the Avenger. I think this is my favorite Avenger toy. Mm. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I, I really like how the chrome looks on this. Um, this is really, uh, I don't know. There's something about it that I like. It's, like, it's simple, just chrome. I think... We get lost in a lot of the luster. I know, like, the next two Avenger World Finals bodies are kind of like duds. Like, one's like the toxic green, and then it's the neon, <laughs> which are basically like what Avenger is. Yeah. Uh, and then you get that scuba Avenger, and then it's like it gets really crazy. I, I think I like this more because it's just the same exact scheme, just chrome. 
Uh, it's not like busy. It's not like we get this crazy like airbrush like skull and slot machines and gypsies and all sorts of goofy stuff. So I don't know. Maybe that's why I like the toy because I like the truck. How it's just like it's just a Chrome Avenger. It's not like I went to the local art college and told them to make me the craziest looking thing you've ever seen. True. What, what do you think? It, it's one of my top three Avengers all time. I liked it. The real truck and this one was a staple, definitely. And I want to pull this up. I agree with uh, Dylan here again. Um, the new Spectra series by Spin Master. They should definitely do this oh, yeah. in 2022. Man, they, they, this this is one that they should have. They should have. I should have tried to do this on like Spectra Flame Chrome Wacky Wacky. Yeah, but this is going to be the first time that we get um, plastic wrapped bodies in die cast or 164 scale. At least they did it for the um, the. Um, Rev treads, or whatever you call it, the NEA specifically, if you remember that one by Mattel. Oh, yeah, I have an NEA rev yeah. It's super shiny. That's basically what we're going to see in Spin Master 164 scale. So oh, they yeah, have we to do, do this. Um, this. This is a must for, for the Spectre series. So I totally agree with it, and oh, I'll yeah. be pushing that. Um, right. NEA, Max D, Maximum Destruction, um, Avenger, oh. Grave Digger, 30th Anniversary Grave Diggers, all those things can be easily slotted for Spectre. So there's Avenger, Chrome. Um, and then we have uh, the return of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is just the red one. Um, I don't think we get anything else besides orange in a couple years. So this kind of is just the one that they're going to use from oh, now on. Oh, no, we get blue. And oh, yeah, blue. We do get blue randomly. Um, tossed randomly. In, so. But, no, this turtle's important to have, too. Again, like, we don't get it. After, like, the turtle family reunion in 2005, yeah. turtle in 2006. So by the time 2007 comes around, I think turtle really identifies itself a little more and in the real form where this is more impactful, even though we've been getting turtles since what, 2003. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, they're still using renderings when they have real life photos of the truck. So that's one yeah. thing I've ever, and I, I, we've talked about so much at length, how they can have the real truck picture. Yeah. And like for maybe a truck real picture for that truck. And then like something so obvious as Ninja Turtle, it's like, ah, just <laughs> yeah. file on Jim's computer, <laughs> put it yeah. on the truck. So there it is. Uh, nothing special. Um, now, I can't remember if we've seen this truck before. This might be the oh, debut of this so new this scheme. This is the first time. We see Fullborn 2005, but not this scheme. Yeah, this is oh. new to the line. Oh, right. like new. This is actually, is this like a fantasy? This is like a fantasy scheme for Fullborn. I think Hot Wheels had a little touch on this, but I don't. Yeah, you can tell this is Hot Wheels artwork. Yeah, I don't remember Fullborn ever looking this like no, fan, even Randall. Yeah. Um, um, again, this is another one. I think people really like the full board. It's bright yellow and in your face, but like the next year, it's like oh, I don't, I don't need another full board. So yeah. So the 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 issue that this presented was that I guess it was just so unattractive the artwork, which I thought was not that bad. Uh, yeah. That this is the one they run with for the rest of full board's existence in Hot Wheels Monster Jam. Almost no, they yeah, that's a lie. Mm-hmm. They changed yeah. it a little bit. It's yeah, that's a lot more COVID. That blue Spectre Flames like the realistic scheme. Hmm. Yeah, so we'll Thanks. see this happen and it'll become a pig warmer at some point. Now you're scaring me. I gotta go look. No, I, I was wrong. I just looked up at my case. I remember they switched back or whatever to the frame is, isn't it? Or no, that's the rare one. Oh, they didn't do the full bore mod. Yeah, no, they change it. They, they go change back it. Yeah, it fluctuates back and forth. So there it is. Like very big. Face. It's like full bore made this for Ed Ecker and he's like, nah, fam, give me back my old scheme. And they're like, yeah, oh, fine. Now we're gonna shove it on a Blue chassis and make everyone go crazy for no reason. Also, a giant Ford emblem on the hood, which is really cool. So, there's Ford. that. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure what this says. Just some 
body shop something. So there's that. Full bore. You can read this. Come come to our business. And the debut, I believe, of Suzuki. Um, yes. So Suzuki, a very popular truck. Um, run for a little while. Uh, kind of, you know, not one of those that are forgotten at all. This is one of the more, like, if you think about old Monster Jam days, this era, like 2007 times, Suzuki is one of the number one names because it was just so popular. And I agree with it. It's a very loud paint scheme, bright yellow, um, a really cool sponsorship with a really cool company. And it was, of course, the um, successor to Sobe, uh, which is also a Suzuki sponsorship truck for whatever reason it was. Um, so kind of reminiscent of the times of the era of Sobe. And then we have now Suzuki. Um, and it just looks awesome. So it'll stick around for a while, actually, in the toy form. Uh, the real life truck, I can't remember how long it was run for. but it No, doesn't... it ends in 2009. Yeah, it doesn't stick around very long. But um, Suzuki was always one of my favorites. And I think all fans agree with it. We miss it. I miss it. Um, it was a fun one <clears throat> to have during the, the era of um, the golden age, really. This was one of those. So, RJ, if you have anything to say about it. No, I mean, it's pretty spot on. Uh, the die cast was to the main real truck. Uh, top uh, five truck of that time, definitely, just because of how iconic this was. And a good die cast, too. Yeah, so uh, it's kind of weird with Suzuki. So this is not a new truck at the time. Like, it's regular Suzuki, and then they get Makita Power Tools on board yeah. like, the next year. This is one we definitely should have gotten, like, at least a year before in some capacity. So it's kind of making up for lost time here to get Suzuki on board. So that's really cool to see. Uh, you know, I think it's a good time to mention, you know, at this time there are a lot of, like, trucks that have sponsors or they're tied to other organizations. And, you know, it's not a guarantee that all these companies sign off on toys. So, you know, we get Suzuki a couple of years after truck runs. We don't get Air Force for a number of years later. And we never get Safe Auto Minimizer. And, of course, we don't need to talk about Escalade. But, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not to assume that these trucks, just because they're company trucks, Monster Jam owns them and operates them, that they're going to get toys. So I think it's important to see a, a toy of a truck like Suzuki. Yeah, for the obvious reasons, well, of course they're going to do Suzuki, but there's, they got to sign off from both Suzuki and Makita. And I imagine Suzuki yeah. would probably be a tough one because – you know, this isn't like a Suzuki car they're selling. It's a Suzuki ATV. So, yeah, uh, it, so for, I appreciate this. For me, I would never drove Suzuki. That's a that's a weird flex. Okay. Yeah. So here's that that alternative body um, before the the uh, contract with. Um, well, how did you pronounce that? Makita. 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 So, yeah, Makita. So this is the um, this is the original Suzuki, which we never do see in um, in diecast form, unfortunately. So, but yeah, Bobby Parr, uh, who was like, if you say Suzuki, I know some people say Kathy Winston. I always yeah. think Bobby Parr. You know yeah, Bobby, Bobby Parr. Parr. Supposed to drive Air Force. Hmm? Bobby huh? Parr was supposed to drive Air Force afterburner. Really? Yeah. Then now you know again. Bobby Parr, up until like you know La La events going away, he was around with the Quad Wars still. Yeah. Up this day like if nine times out of ten at a non-triple threat arena monster jam event if a, yeah, if, a, if a surprise truck wins like the overall event championship so like not to discredit don cream but don cream won her first overall in, like huntsville alabama like a year or two ago or three years ago now mm -hmm. and it was like how did dawn win an overall when she didn't win any events 
It's because Bobby Parr was her ATV rider, and Bobby Parr won all the ATV <laughs> competitions. So, yeah. Parr, thanks to Bobby, a lot of like True. Un unlikely people won overall event championships. True. So, hats off to Bobby. He's still out there, man. He's still taking names. He's just not in the monster truck. So, if you guys ever get a chance to see Bobby Parr at an event, make sure to bring your Suzuki toy. Yeah, I'm sure you get a kick out of it. Yeah, that's a good point. Another uh, fun thing to point out, um, at World Finals, what was it, eight? Bobby Parr ran this <clears throat> in racing, and then Frank Kermel drove it for freestyle um, for whatever reason, so that was fun. Uh, so but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so it was run by three people, technically, one time by um, Kermel, but mostly yeah, Bobby uh, is known for running it. Kathy ran it, but... Um, what about Leo Nardo? He ran it. He did? Oh, I forgot about Lee. Don't make me pull up the list, because now look what you've done. No, you're right. You're right. No, you're not. <laughs> No, you are, not me. Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, from oh, Suzuki. John Stock also drove Suzuki. There you go, oh. kid. Okay, keep going. So, uh, undercovers. Uh, I'm glad they kept the continuity with them because I believe Bounty Hunter also has undercovers. Um, so, Scarlet Bandit definitely has one. But Iron Outlaw also receives one, which is just great. So, there is Iron Outlaw with the, um, the undercovers. Nothing, because we already talked about it way earlier and a long time on it. Um, there it is again. So number 25 um, with Undercovers, Iron Outlaw. And then um, Gravedigger joins the Team Shock series with that old paint scheme that for some reason just won't go away uh, for a while. Uh, they also, with real-life truck pictures available, I'm Ooh. sure, in mass quantities, they're, they're using the rendering of a truck that looks like it's raised up above the roll cage for whatever reason. Um, so there is that. Um, this is a Shock series truck. You can see there's the mechanic in there. Um, another one we're just going to skip straight through. A sad one. Um, another one, actually, that this is a rare instance. Um, okay, so you yeah, say sad. This is a very important truck. No, I was talking about the fact that it's signed. Um, so oh, there's that. Yeah. Wow. Here's Scarlet Bandit. Go ahead, Phil. Well, there's a reason why it was signed, because this truck, this version of Scarlet Bandit, this is like the first, like, Superstore event exclusive. This truck was not available in stores. This was only available at events and maybe .com, monsterjam.com. Uh, this is this this, this kind of went under the radar for many years, and this was like a random eBay find. I think Brian Patton saw it and was like, "Hey, hey, this doesn't hey. look right." Like, because we get like the fancy new Scarlet Bandit later on in 2007. This never like came out in normal stuff, so it's kind of like, excuse me. It's like, why is this even here? Uh, for some reason, they put these in the events. And they were selling them on the road. So many years later, we'll get that blue full bore, uh, blue roll cage, and the mm -hmm. Carolina Crusher, and the Rottweiler X-Ray, and the, uh, the Avenger Edge Glows. Like those are all kind of the more well-known event or Superstore exclusives, or like even the BKT truck. Scarlet yeah. Bandit, this weird Scarlet Bandit is the first one. It uses a picture of the truck that I really don't know we see anywhere else. The this is the last time you see an Astro in single pack. We get the I think we get this weird Scarlet Bandit again in two thousand and eight. Uh, what is this metal or plastic? That's metal. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's a plastic variant on this, and no. if there are, this is uh, that'll be really hard to find. And that's why this one's signed because more often than not, you bought this at the event and you had Don Creighton sign it. So this is a really hard to find truck. Uh, okay, the truck itself you get in multiple play sets. You get it in two thousand and five, or excuse me, uh, four packs. You get this in two thousand five. So the truck itself is not hard. 
But in this packaging, this is one of the hardest uh, hardest to find trucks. So carded collectors, keep your eyes out. I didn't know about that. This yeah, at all about that whole thing. This wasn't like a big when when Brian and myself discovered this and we, we and he got the truck. I don't think there was like a post made. Like it was just kind of like we quietly put Scarlet Bandit on the website, and uh, I think it's labeled as limited edition. It doesn't really explain why. So um, on FBA it doesn't, but on the regular patent website. It's yeah, it does. It does say that. You're right. Yeah, it's labeled as special edition. So yeah, limited edition on there. That were a limited edition. That's why it's limited. Uh, so. Oh yeah, I just, I just, I didn't even realize the numbers were. Yeah. Yeah. So that doesn't make. It's like there's no gap in that number for it either. It just kind of happened. And it's the only one that we know of. So I don't think there's any other like rogue trucks that came out yeah. that were only in like the events. So card collectors, if you see that one out there on card, that's a. That's an important Sorry. one. Sorry. Um, no, Phil, I think there's one more, isn't there? It's it's this guy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll come to it, though. Eventually. That's in a, in a, yeah. We'll yeah. talk about that next week. Two two in one year. That, have those, that, those four, that number 40 should probably be moved to the bottom. I've been fighting that for years, but we'll, we'll, okay. we'll progress. So, uh, shocker. Um, with a metal base, um, Brian's marking his partial graphics. Uh, I can see it in the uh, the link. I'm not sure why that scares me, but there's um, there's shocker um, with the first edition. Then we have plastic base here. Um, okay, so yeah, weird. So the plastic base edition has the back here, and then the metal base doesn't have it. I don't know why, but um, here it is again. Shocker. We've talked about it a couple times now. It's had a small hub. It had a regular release. Now it's back again with another regular release with the plastic frame. Uh, I remember buying this in an Albertson store. If you guys have those grocery stores, probably not um, farther out on the East Coast, but Albertson stores, um, I remember buying this there. I sat on the pegs for like a year and I finally picked it up because I needed the plastic base one, but um, not a bad model. They did a really good job with it, um, as we've talked about before. Yeah, so there it is. Um, shocker. Um, then another variation with a good old friend of ours, the airborne, uh, airborne, I saw, almost said air force airborne ranger, airborne <laughs> ranger. Um, here's the metal frame and here is the plastic frame. So, you know, everyone's getting their updates. Airborne rangers, no exception. It's back again, uh, with that custom concept scheme by hot wheels. Um, and then, and then we come to a very good conversation piece. This is Max Instruction. This is the one that leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth because, because they filled in the back one time, only one time for this round. What'd you say? Nothing. Just keep going. I was just going to say wrong place scheme, but at least it's filled in. Yeah. So one time on this weird uh rounded render accurate body do we get the filled in back and it's the undercovers for the red mysterious maximum destruction now um i believe it was argued or confirmed by neil or something i know dylan knows a lot about this um and maybe you can fill it in the comments but this was supposed to run side by side with uh gravediggers anniversaries so maximum destruction and gravediggers supposed to have the same anniversary year to run against each other uh due to 9 11 maximum destruction was pushed forward a year and it shifted things off balance, so that's why they don't have a matching anniversary year. But um, as you can see, Max Construction had this red paint scheme. 
it was argued as well that it was supposed to be run. I believe, again, Neil, I think, said something about it. Unless this is Hot Wheels artwork, which it doesn't appear to be, it appears to be Neil's artwork. Um, this was supposed to be run at some point. Honestly, it looks awesome. And I think that the original uh, futuristic, futuristic SUV body that they had before the spike panels would look awesome with this scheme. It looks great with the gold scheme. I think this would be a really nice thing to have at some point. Maybe the 20th anniversary, we can see it. Um, definitely something Spin Master should um, reaccomplish with this. I think yeah. this looks so good on their tooling and their full wrap. But yeah, this is not fun to look at because you know they had the chance to do Goldberg and Team Mens and regular Maximum Destruction with that filled in back. But the only time we ever do see it is with that Red Max D in Undercovers one year. So there's that. There's the um, such a horrible tease. And if you've been following along, so we don't get a Maximum Destruction in 2006. Nope. Truck wins a World Championship in 2006. We don't get a toy. Mm -hmm. Yep. Here comes 2007. Oh my gosh! I get a maximum instructions back in the line. I go Woo! to Walmart and I, yeah, I find this. this and you're red. like, wait, I, I, the yeah, wait. <laughs> and the maybe it never red. runs in real life. And for the next almost three years, I say almost because in 2009 we get some grays at like the 11th hour. That yeah. it's like we. Uh, uh, now okay, big brain. When, when we were painting all the trucks different colors in the mid-2010s, obviously when we had the paint Max D some different colors, red is the first choice. 100% the red Max D that Neil Elliott ran exists because of this. Yeah. But it's like, eh, why? Oh, well. Yeah. I mean, I looked, at it, I looked at it as like it, it's got the back filled in, finally. But oh my goodness. Why did you do this? Yeah, what paint scheme is that? I mean, I was just so happy to grab it. Uh, I remember back then because it had the filled in back, and I was so excited for that, yeah. even though the paint scheme annoyed me so bad. It, was, oh, it just blows my mind still. Such a downer. Whatever. Um, so, again, I don't know where Dylan got all this information. I'm pretty sure it was from Neil or something. Um, Red Max D and Green Ghost Gravedigger were supposed to be rivals on this kind of crazy idea of uh, this anniversary matchup. So that would have been actually pretty awesome, honestly, um, to see these kind of characters larger than life. This is called overthinking. Whoever is in the marketing back then, you should be ashamed. That makes no sense. Um, also, I want to point out how nice I remember that there's a rendering of it here. It is. That looks pretty good. God, I, that's the winner. That, yeah. that That's it. That's like Neil made it. That was supposed to go in the yearbook and they threw it out. Like, yeah. that, that's the winner. That's a really good looking paint scheme for this truck. And it's it's a shame that they never actually did it. Anniversary or not, like Gringos wasn't run on anniversary except for the like badge on the 25th anniversary. This this would have done such great justice to that time period of airbrushing and the body they were using. It's a real shame we never got to see that Red Max D. I just love it. I've always loved that rendering of it. Yeah, um, so somebody's to blame for this, and I'd like answers. Yeah. Maybe someone in Pat's. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know. Like, just like I like the gold one that Morgan ran, it looks really good on that body. I wish it had the old logo fully, but um, yeah, the red one, we got robbed, seriously robbed yeah. of this truck. And honestly, I think a, a black edition of this body with this kind of paint scheme would look amazing too. And also it would do justice with yellow. Um, every color would look good on this body with the classic yeah. scheme because it's just so uh, complex. The new one's a little... Um, 
It's less complex, obviously, because it's all wrap and it's not airbrushed. This one was kind of hand airbrushed. It had that classic feel. And I just have always loved that rendering of Red yeah. Max D. So there it is. That, that's what you guys missed out on when they didn't run it. Just think if they run that, how spot on that yeah. 164 undercover becomes. Like if that's a real scheme, boom, instantly that truck is probably an, the most accurate Max D for, you know, until Spinmaster makes the front engines. Yeah. So there is but, that uh, little trivia there for those who didn't know about um, the Red Max D, the anniversary matchup, and the, the body that was never used, unfortunately. I saw that rendering in stores and Toys R Us. I remember this clearly for some reason. And I was like, did I miss a season of Monster Jam? Is this what Maximum Destruction looks like now? And I watched and watched and watched for hours on end of new episodes that I missed. No, it was always silver and orange and never actually ran. So they did a really good job of that rendering. It tricked me as a kid. I thought it was real. Um, so Sudden Impact is back yet again. I believe this is our first time seeing this new scheme. Um, yeah. It looked Hot Wheels styled. I'm not sure if this is how the real life truck looked. Oh, yeah. No, that's how it looked. Yeah. Here, but... Oh, it did? Yeah, okay. it's a real life truck. Yeah. yeah, so they did a good job then. Um, it looks a lot like Hot Wheels. Maybe Hot Wheels helped out with that artwork. But um, Sudden Impact, um, as you can see, there it is with the metal base. And then, of course, as all things do, um, here is the plastic base edition of Sudden Impact. So um, great paint color. I love that royal blue uh, color. Yeah, it was good color. Especially in the sun, too, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they have that um, yellow paint grill, so it really stands off um, the, the truck. So uh, any opinions on the new Sudden Impact? Yeah. This was one uh, cool. Go ahead, RJ. I'm running you over like a lawnmower. No, that's good. I don't care. It's just, it was one of my trucks of the year, definitely. It stood out. Love the colors of it. Love that. Because I think that truck came out that year, right, Phil? Yeah, yeah, basically. And I got it out at the end of the year, and it was very impressive to see that. Sun and Impact Racing, this is kind of their fleet starts to really expand here, and they get a lot of cool design trucks. So this is a great one. Although I think this one kind of suffers the same fate as some of the other trucks we talk about, where it's like I got to have the first one, and then like the second one is kind of like, eh, I don't need it. Um, yeah. Maybe this one's not – this one's, like, the mostly not associated because this is such a wild scheme. But, you know, it's, again, it's, like, kind of the the, the sickness of 2007 where it's, like, I get all this new stuff. And then it's, like, hey, here it is again and again and again <laughs> and again. Yeah. All right. So, Sudden Impact. There it is. And then uh, Wild Hair comes back with a uh, another new – I think it's our first time seeing it – new scheme. Um, uh, yeah, it's a little more updated than what we had in small yeah. land. So there is uh, that nice purple paint color. I've always enjoyed their paint colors for purple. Um, so white or white outline, or I'm sorry, white interior of the logo. Is this different? I feel like the last one we saw had like yellow as the logo, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, well, that was white, but maybe had a different outline. Okay, that's why. Um, very basic, like standard text font for this tailgate. I don't know if the real-life truck looked like this. I feel like a Hot Wheels quick decision, like, the artwork's late. Type up a, a Word document uh, and export <laughs> it. Just, it looks like a very standard... Um, You're like, did I stutter? <laughs> yeah, hurry, standard, hurry. Uh, graphic there. Yeah, uh, it's kind of weird. You know, I think, they, I think, like, at events, they're selling this wild hair up until, like, 2015, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, I, I think, I like, if you're at any Monster Jam event, 
in like the last like forever years. Like I think, oh, they, yeah. I think they just stopped selling wild hairs like right before it's been mastered. <laughs> That's how many wild hairs they had. I don't know what went on. It's like, oh, the fans will love that. Order me a warehouse full of them. They're selling. I mean, hundred cases of wild hair only because they're a hot commodity. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty. Yeah, like I said, I'm pretty sure like everybody that like. This is like this is like uh, I only have one truck from 2007 and it's wild hair because I bought it at the Advanced Auto Parts Monster Jam in 2013. Like yeah. I don't know why. There's always there's always so every event, every table, man. Yeah, it doesn't die. Okay, so <laughs> on the next topic of discussion, it's the Monster Mutt. Uh, Monster Mutt has a plastic base and metal base variation, but I wanted to note that they're using a rendering of Monster Mutt, but not only they're using the rendering, they're using the mustard or hairless Monster Mutt as the rendering from 2004 uh, or three, whatever the one was. Um, so yeah, I, I don't understand their logic during this time. They have so many pictures of Monster Mutt to use. Um, if they went full for Dalmatian, they went full potato for regular Monster Yeah, Mutt. yeah full Monster Mutt. And then they went, whoa, 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 we can't spend that money on the edit, even yeah. though we have a picture of a real truck. Yeah. Can't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, it really is unfortunate how much regular monster Mutt gets snubbed all the time. It's yeah. never run on the real circuit. It made like one or two world finals appearances recently. What a uh, world championship, but it's not a it's a lost leader. It's like yeah. it, it is. It really is. And honestly, I like that one. A lost leader. Yeah, I love Dalmatian. I do love Dalmatian, but. Monster, you can't forget the classic and what started a series. You know, it no. is a, it is a leader. Um, Rottweiler is like the least favorite of everyone's, and I get that it's not as I exciting. Like Remember that one year they were gonna get rid of like regular Monster Mutt, and they were like, yeah. Ah! Yeah. 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 And then like, "Up, psych, Kinnerut, and Monster They can't get rid of it. But they try to suppress like using it as much as possible uh, for whatever reason. It's it's yeah. a loss leader. It's it's yeah. like what's another truck that's there, like there it is. No, there it is right there, right there on the screen. Yeah, but but the difference is, is that Dalmatian and Rottweiler are doing just fine. So it's not like mm -hmm. when Bulldozer is it's not like Bulldozer in red is El Toro Loco. It they're like two yeah. different names. And yes, but Bulldozer was the classic of that body. So what? Like you know, you gotta wow, don't say so what about that. You're gonna infuriate a lot of people. Who cares? It's 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 my phone background. I'm venture to say most of the people that demand oh, are you sure? Let's see. Oh, most of the next people one. that are complaining about getting a bulldozer toy are probably probably weren't even alive when bulldozer ran. Okay, there I said it. I'm sorry, but you need to. Because I'm uh, not complaining about any of alien invasion. Okay, that's all. I'm <laughs> no, saying. definitely not. Never compared to invasion of bulldozers. Listen, we gave you zombie hunter, and look what you did to that. So why should we give you bulldozer? <laughs> yeah. It's so. Monster Mutt, again, becoming a, a lesser run, lesser, unfortunately, known truck in this in this new era. Um, Junkyard Dog, honestly, and that'll be a future discussion, honestly was like the last it's like, a life. It's like the last lifeline for Monster Mutt, really. Um, space. And honestly, Junkyard Dog was like astronomically more popular than all three Monster Mutts. Says who? 
with who? With I everyone, like Bill. I like it more. Listen, but if Junkyard Dog was so popular, it'd still be running. And they had that one body left. That's the reason they didn't run it. That's anymore. not true. Yeah. Did you see what it looked like at the end of the season? That's the point. Yeah. Okay, well, that's the point. Let's do it again next season. I don't know why they repaired it. It's why because I, I think it's because it doesn't fit the new um, chassis. At least that's what I heard. Or the the wind, the field of vision was really bad. Blah 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 blah. Like Whiplash, for instance, they they didn't do the Willie's body again because they don't have the the right fit to the oh. chassis. So Junkyard Dog, um, yeah, I, I missed that one. That's my favorite of the pack so far. Husky's really cool too, but that's obviously not a real truck. Um, here we go. So we're gonna talk about this one. This is a great one to start talking about. Um, the 25th anniversary. World Finals edition of Gravedigger, and um, they may trick you here, but that's not the real life truck. Um, it looks pretty good for the render, but um, this is actually going to be hand airbrushed by uh, Jim McShay. Um, if actually, maybe, maybe if maybe I can find something while you guys talk about it. Go ahead. Um, yeah, it's silver, it's chrome, and it's yeah. RJ, what do you got? It's their attempt at the uh, World Finals body, kinda. Sort of. Yeah, I know it's He's got it. I'm gonna run him over here. Uh, <laughs> they, had, they had this design early on, so that's why they got ahead of the curve. And perfect, they found it. Um, here's what I want to show you. This is just a 45 second clip of the making of it. So this is the real life truck. The reason I want to show you this also is because this does not kind of. This is a great like render accurate. The real life truck had such complexity of its airbrushing and the way they did it, that it's a shame that we haven't had a, a newer diecast edition release of it. Um, it. It really, I really hope Spinmaster does this over with the chrome wrap body and actually oh, yeah. does redone artwork by hand so that it can match Jim McShay's genius of the way he did it. So here's the painting of it. Obviously, Spectrochrome is like this crazy, super metallic, um, reflective chrome paint. They did an amazing job with this, just in general with the chrome. Like, there's the beadlocks RG was talking about. There's the hood. Um, obviously, like a mirror finish. Um, but you can see there's so many complexities in this paint scheme that, like, this, like, this shiny, reflective um, red, and then the way Jim McShay paints it, and then airbrushes it by hand. There's so many intricate decals. Like, this, um, this stripe here, this purple and red. That's not, I mean, it's on the truck, but it's not... Um, like that deep royal purple. It's just this render accurate stripe. So that, that's just a bunch of things you don't get to see like that. Like even the, well, obviously they don't do that in the die cast, but like this, this just this complexity of the scheme that you don't get to see in the die cast form. Jim Master um, could do this so great with them plastic bodies. They really could. And I know Jordan would be so on board with doing this, like Jim's doing by hand, like all the different things um, that Jim had done uh, with the paint scheme. So we kind of get uh, a little robbed of that paint scheme. It does look very, like someone said, plain in the comments. But when you look at the real-life truck, there was a lot more substance there than what you're seeing here in this die-cast form. So um, not only that, you also get on this old tooling, so it's kind of boring in, in a sense anyway. But, yeah. um, you know, if Spinmaster comes back and does it again, these flames won't be these weird thin flames. It'll be the actual flame wrap. It'll have the chrome, hopefully purple beadlocks or just chrome purple rims or something like that. Oh, beadlocks with the gray insides or yeah, chrome that would be beadlocks. awesome. Or just chrome, full chrome purple rims. I wouldn't complain with. Yeah, that but, would be fine too. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's great to have it, um, but 
this is a big part. The reason I had the website open earlier uh, was to show you this. I need to show this off because this is a very important detail. Um, again, a forgotten paint scheme really, I'm trying to find a picture, uh, because a lot of people just thought it was like, oh, you know, oh, well, it's just like a boring paint scheme. But um, if I can find it, there's some super complex pieces to it. Um, here's one of them. Uh, so here's a, a view from Jim McShay of the back area of the paint scheme. So you can see um, this is not representational of what the actual, like this is like shaded and different. It's not curved. And then since 1982 um, is not here. So that's a missing piece. And then you can see this like detailed airbrushed hand done roof job. Um, I'm trying to find um, a shot of the roof itself. I know it's on the website. The, letter, the, letter, the name of stag too on the roof with a chrome one. Yeah, exactly. Let me find a picture of it. Um, it's just too important to ignore. Um, let me grab that. I know I uploaded the instead of uh, the diecast has the like the truck that the truck has on the side of the body. Yeah. So here we go. Sorry for the delay, everyone. I know that this is just too important to skip. It, you'll understand why I'm so like this is not accurate. So here is the real life grape digger. Yep. Um, you can see they did like this royal purple. Uh, airbrushed ghost and the 25th anniversary logo, like this giant, like chrome red and shaded uh, logo. And then, like I mentioned earlier, with the other 25th anniversary, which was actually accurate at the time to the, the black paint scheme, the chrome one actually had the stacked lettering, which was also hand created. So it's not that wrap that they're using like this, where it's this wrap, um, just kind of standard digitalized version of it. It's actually yeah. hand done by Jim. And then also those uh, flames um, are also hand done, which are not justified by these little thin ones on the uh, roof here. So there's a lot of things Spin Master can redo with this if they did the artwork like Jim, which it should look like this and not digital like this. So um, yeah, we, we lose a lot of detail when we come to the Hot Wheels one. We also, for some reason, don't get painted headlights, but uh, that's beside the point. There's also, as was gonna be mentioned, there's a plastic-based edition of it. And I believe in a future year in the Flag Series 2010, we get it again. Um, and in 2010, it'll have clear decals. So it actually kind of look like this chrome reflective, but it won't be this. Exactly, it will look much better. But um, yeah, this is the one we're stuck with for now until Spin Master hopefully redoes it. At some point, um, it, it is unfortunate. It's 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 just like this paint scheme was actually really nice, but the die cast did not compare to how the real life yeah. truck really looked. Um, so that's number thirty-three. Yeah. Um, next yeah. week we will talk about number forty. I will rant about number forty. There, I think no, there's a lot. There's a lot of people that maybe don't know everything about number 40 because guess what? Number 40 came out before number 33. And oh, I'll explain all that next week here on the Monster Truck Collecting Podcast. <laughs> but we're not done tonight because number 34 is the awesome Reptoid. A real picture truck whipping a donut, not a van stack. It's to a <laughs> donut. So here's um, Reptoid. Uh, did we see this paint scheme already? I think we have. In 2005, we get it. No 06 okay. release, but uh, Reptoid, again, another one that's like, we need another Reptoid. Here you go. And it's still such a strange truck. 
to even yeah. look at like now. But it's so fun. Everyone like the Reptoid, right? Yeah, I like the yeah. newer of it. The newer one was a lot better. There's a plastic one. Um, look, look at the cage. It goes really high up there. It looks it looks it looks scary. That that's an interesting uh, roll cage. They will eventually make different roll cage uh, models to fit like curved windows and stuff. This clearly was before its time. So yeah, that's above the body. That's above the body. Yeah. So there's Reptoid. Um, and then the last one we're going to discuss today is number thirty-five. And then we're gonna I, I, I don't know multi tax fill or no. No, we're done. <laughs> okay, we're done. Okay, so this is our last truck of the discussion tonight, but, which man. is unfortunate that we end on this one because it's already been seen so many times. Sorry, folks. It's the boring Batman, but uh, what next year? Ooh. I think we get a little bit changed to Batman. Yes. No, year after. Maybe yeah, next year, too. Year after, something like that. Yeah, we um, got a little the... change to Batman, but here's boring Batman again. Just like Plastic. Superman, the kids love him. The Hot Wheels collectors think $35, you know. Yeah, so there's so, that. Batman. So, uh, in case you're uh, jumped in late here tonight, we are now going to start doing these in two parts because really starting with 2007, these lines are long and they they really get a lot of play sets and four packs and special yeah. editions. And if we were to sit here and talk about the whole 2007 line, we'll sit here for hours. And, and I just want to look at some photos while Phil talks yeah. of this beautiful yeah, piece. Of so many hours long. I, I mean, I don't mind talking for four hours, but no oh, whoops. We don't need to do that here. So uh, I know somebody was asking about some unreleased trucks for 2007. Uh, I will briefly talk about that next week as we kind of wrap up 2007. I'll, I'll talk about a lot of those like in the second parts. Um, there are a couple different uh, scenarios. I don't think anything weird with codes, although that uh, you will see next week the numbers are not matching on the packaging uh, at the end of the year. But uh, – there's like I think one or two notables that were like long-standing rumors that never come out, uh, but nothing really kind of inside Monster Jam on what could have been. So uh, yeah, but next week uh, we'll finish the main part of the line, and then we'll talk about there was uh, some breakaway stuff and uh, other rants. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure. We'll talk We'll talk about wrestling trucks next week. Uh, oh, yeah, the WWF next. Right? Not, yeah. not the important ones, right? I don't remember. I know it's like a forgotten thing now, but um, what video game was it? Was it um, – well, the first one game? I made. Yeah, it's just called Monster Jam, isn't it? Jam game. Yeah. yeah. So it makes an appearance in that video game along with Monster Automation. I remember as a kid loving this truck in the game because uh, it just looked – it was awesome. But um, digital versions of the artwork do nothing to compare or like they, they pale in comparison to the actual genius behind the airbrushing of Jim McShay. So unfortunately, a lot of people do overlook this because the toy looks horrible. But this, I mean, it was a beautiful paint scheme, uh, although it was a little unorthodox in terms of how it looked like it's just like the giant like um, a haunted house instead of like the ghost and stuff. It's one that I wouldn't overlook. It is a very nice scheme. It's it's subtle, but it's also just like a, a nice one to look at. I love the chrome body. And um, yeah, there's a photo of it there. There's a photo of it in the sunlight. Uh, you can see all those different details with the chrome beadlocks. And then another shot of the hood there with Jim uh, paint, painting it with his um, pinstriping that he does. So there is uh, there it is. There's the Gravedigger, a very... Um, uh, you know, not so loved piece, but I just, I just really did appreciate the the. I think, the, I think if uh, Spin does this right, in whatever, 
Mm-hmm. It'll put, it'll make people like, oh my gosh, this paint scheme was so amazing because it really was. Yeah, and honestly, I hope Jordan sees the the detail of the airbrush. I noted in my email to him because uh, I did send him my suggestions for this coming year uh, for 2022 uh, because it is the 40th anniversary of Gravedigger next year. Whether or not they do a celebration or a roof decal or nothing at all, um, it would still be nice to have celebratory packs of this truck, um, Gravedigger. And my suggestion, which was a popular one that everyone kind of had a, uh, which is very rare, a unanimous consensus on, well, not totally unanimous. Dylan kind of fought me on a couple decisions in it, but um, a pretty well-received idea that I passed along to them and they actually liked it a lot. So hopefully that's, hopefully, fingers crossed, that's going to be next year. Uh, I suggested for the five-pack in Target, if they're still doing them in 2022, uh, instead of a retro pack, which kind of is a retro pack and not, just an anniversary pack of Gravedigger. 20th anniversary, uh, 25th anniversary, Chrome, which is this one. 30th anniversary, Ride Truck, because it would be a chance to get the Ride Truck that's not a Chase Piece Singles, um, which would be nice to have that just in general. Also, the reason I chose that for instead of uh, the green one is because there's also a black paint scheme of 30th anniversary, and also there's those two 3D skulls. So I figured the Ride Truck would be a great balance in the middle. Uh, 35th anniversary roof panel, and then a 40th anniversary if they ever actually have a paint scheme for that. I think that would be an awesome five pack. But the what other room- emails are you sending people? Can you send me some? What'd you say? What? What? Uh, don't listen to me. Okay. Anyway, uh, I think that would be a perfect um, kind of introduction of this truck back into the series. And I think yeah. either way, the chrome would look sick with this like this flame pattern. If you can imagine how they do their current. I don't, well, I kind of have one, but not so much. Like the full flame wrap with this chrome, with the chrome reflecting through the decal, it would just be perfect. And just that alone, like the hood looking like this on a die cast would just be phenomenal. So hopefully they do do it. Um, we'll see what happens next year with the 40th anniversary of Gravedigger. If not, I'll just take a singles release, honestly. But um, either way, I can For the anniversary year, they can just have like a whole category designated to pass diggers and throw it in there. I mean, yeah, even if they that don't work too. Yeah. Truck, Although I know our collector friends wouldn't enjoy a grave digger uh, series too much, but um, they're, they're the anniversary uh, schemes. They can give us a little bit of a break. Anniversary on that. Season only. Not yeah. all the time. Yeah, no, but this one definitely deserves justice in diecast form. So anyway, guys, uh, that is the podcast. I hope you guys have enjoyed uh, talking um, and listening. I mean, not talking, listening to us, talk about these things. Uh, we'll be back for part two next week, Monday, uh, where we'll dive into even more strange things like a WWE contract that joins in and a rare pack and uh, 124 scales. So we'll be back very soon. Uh, we hope you guys have a great week and thank you guys for watching. And until next time, this is Phil and RJ and Ryan signing out.